snacks. Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's 8 o'clock. It's Friday night. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. This show tonight is Libra's Decide on Jokes. All our comedians have birthdays this month. They're donuts here. How delicious. Please eat some fudge. We're going to be back in a few minutes after you listen to the dulcet tones of Floating Goat. Uh, bringing you great comedy here all night long. We're just waiting for the throngs of people to arrive here at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse on Mutiny Radio. Stay tuned on the podcast. Hang out. We're going to be back in a few minutes. Yay!
I love Floating Goat. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pintastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's Friday night and it feels all right. I got donuts in my tummy. Oh, feels good. Oh, feels so good. Donuts. I like donuts. I uh, actually don't understand uh, when bosses don't buy donuts every week. I think that keeping your people happy, the easiest way to do that is by spending 63 cents on them once a week. Like, can't we just have a fucking donut on a Friday? Well, how much more productive would I be? That's so silly because I haven't had a W-2 job in 10 years. <laughs> so I don't even remember what it's like having a boss. What's that? You gonna tell me what to do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what that's like. Who has real jobs in here? Real jobs? Oh, shit. Real jobs. Gotta answer to the man or the woman. Either way, there's still man in there. Even when there, there's always a man in charge, even when it's a woman, because there's man there. It's just linguistically that's way. See, I studied English, so I'm never gonna get a real job ever, because I just have no ability to make money. <laughs> Words. <laughs> we take these symbols and we smash them together and make people laugh. Yay! <sighs> what are we gonna do? Uh, we're gonna sing a song. We're gonna sing a song. That's how it goes here on Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. This is the Libras decide on jokes. We have a lot of Libras in the room. Does anybody ever know what to get for dinner? Anyone? Me? No, I have no idea. I always just ask the person who's helping me, like, what are your, uh, these are my choices. Uh, which one would you get? And then when they come up with the third thing, I'm like, yeah, I'll get that. I don't know, I can't. Don't get, I, I, I've narrowed it down to two, but now there's four. Fuck, what am I going to do? I can't decide on anything. So glad I never had children. It's like a baby's name. I just like constantly change it. I just like, like my cat has 14 names. Do you know what I mean? He responds to Kitty Face and Spike and Buddy Rabbit. And there's like ridiculous. They I love my cat. Yay! Chase Morrow, Yay! Let's sing the song. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <coughs> that white Wookiee is so good, you know. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Let's make fun of Disney at any opportunity we can. Your first comedian of the night. What a funny guy this is. He has an amazing show here at Mutiny Radio every Sunday from 2 to 4. It's called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with your first comedian of the night, Mike Spiegelman! Yay! Thank you so much. Uh, I want to thank uh, you guys for uh, paying and uh, coming in. I appreciate that. I'd like to thank all the comedians for making eye contact. Uh, as you, I watch the door every week. You probably hear me uh, during uh, Pamtastic's performances if you do follow the, her uh, uh, podcast feed. You can hear me like because I, I breathe heavily, so sometimes you just people will be killing it, and you're, which is just the way I feel anyway about comedy. But that's me in the back. So and uh, sometimes you can hear me like I don't know. I, I just subscribe to the feed. Isn't that amazing? I'm such a fucking masochist. I'm willing to sit, watch the door and then come home and listen to the same show I saw. <laughs> and this is like the first time I've been up, so I listen to other comics. That's how masochistic I am. I'm like, man, I just went to a show, didn't do a set, watch these comics, let's hear them again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I would never, never do that. But I have it, so I'm psyched. I got, it was a very easy peasy, and I was able to, to pull it off. 
And I, f I found a lot of secret feed. Uh, there's a lot of secret feeds. I have jokes. Pam says you get to pick your jokes. I brought my notes. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is a real dream for me to be here. I, I dreamt I was here last night. That was my dream. It's in my dream journal. It's, I, don't, I keep notes and I have a dream journal. I like to write. Keep a diary. You guys were great. According to my diary, tonight, later. Is that a good compromise? All right, that's good. All right, so I had a good set. We're okay with that as well? Okay, there we go. So, witness, good. So, I keep a diary, and I'm a, I'm a Libra, my birthday's coming up, and there's uh, some birthday uh, donuts to help uh, kill me quicker. But uh, I have donuts here, and I write, and as, you know, as getting older, it really rewires my mind, and I'm more focused, and I, I feel a little bit more erudite, and at night, I remember everything I wrote. And that, the drawback, it makes my dream journal redundant. <laughs> Last night, I dreamt about my day. See diary. <laughs> I do like keeping my jokes on paper or joke books. I, I, I'm okay with bringing it on stage. It's, uh, uh, sometimes I uh, think of a joke, and I, I just want to write it down. So, you know, and you guys might be lucky, I might think of a joke during this set. So uh, I had a friend who came, uh, Carl, who co-hosts uh, the podcast that Pam mentioned. Uh, he came from New Jersey to San Francisco, and he, he has a very particular style. And he watched some old sets of mine, jokes that I just can't even look at. And he wrote down all the beats. So you guys are in for a treat. These jokes were picked by me. These are, according to a, a viewing of my 19, excuse me, not that bad, 2013 performance available on YouTube, he was able to boil down the jokes. Uh, so anyway, uh, hi. <laughs> I love Dark Side of the Moon uh, by Pink Floyd. Best album cover. Ray of light hitting a, a prism. And a beautiful rainbow comes out. If you, if you want to check it out, my van is parked right outside. <laughs> Classic 70s van. Sticker says, if you see this van a-rockin', don't come a-knocking. Unless you hear me yell, Ice Cube, that's my safe word. Please open the door. Let me out of the van. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you see a van without windows, you could notify the police. I didn't. All right, you know what? I'm going to do one more of these because... Uh, I, yeah, these are jokes that are just so hard for me to look at, and I can't imagine how it, it comes across. Uh, I have a, I'm very excited to be here because I, I'm, I'm married, I have a kid, and my priorities have changed. My priority now, get the fuck out of the house. Good to be here. Look, any, any excuse. I'm like, honey, I'm going to go take out the garbage to the movies. <laughs> don't wait up. I got I don't want to brag, but... I got a ride here. Uh, I was on my uh, my my best friend gave me a ride. Uh, perhaps you saw me. I was on the passenger side of my best friend's ride. I was trying to holler at you, and uh, that was me. And uh, my friend had his kids in the back seat. And you know what? I'm not judging, but those kids—they were so obnoxious. They were just talking. Like, it was just so bad. And I it wasn't my place. I was in the passenger seat. But I just turned around and went, "Kids, pipe down." Seriously, put the pipe down. The cops are right there. <laughs> don't, don't exhale yet. Okay, now, with the, with the wind. With, you should have just blown it out if you were not. 
going to do with the wind. I, um, I haven't driven a car in 25 years, and uh, I saw the passenger seat is a very familiar spot for me when I'm lucky. So fuck Uber for making my friends charge me now for riding in their front seat. You know, it's not just the taxi cab industry they've disrupted. They disrupted my ride for free. I'll pay fair. You want to bring up, you want to book me in Sacramento and then I'll say I'll pay you for gas and then you, I pay 20 bucks for a shitty set? I'll do it. That's not on there. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I say, hey, I'll chip, I don't have no way to get to Sacramento for your show, yeah, but if I'll chip in 20 bucks for gas and then you call me on it after the set, fuck, I just spent 20 bucks. All right, Pam, I'm done. Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs> Mike Spiegelman, everyone. <laughs> Download his podcast all the time. Join it on uh, iTunes and uh, check it out. You can watch a full-length movie with him, and it'll be fun. Your next comedian. I have no idea where you're from or how you got here. We met online. This is the first time we actually... I've never online dated, but I feel like this is the closest to online dating I've ever come, and that I like cold-booked comedians who had birthdays in the month of October, and I'm like... Fuck yeah, you have an October birthday. Get on this fucking show. If you say you're a comedian, I trust you. You know what I mean? Like, I, could, I could just imagine like, <laughs> oh boy. Like the, somebody's like first time, they're like, oh, I've always just wanted to do comedy. And they drive in from Sacramento or some shit and they're like, yeah, and they get here and they're like, why, why are all the people doing drugs? Uh, it just, it's weed, it's not a drug. It's legal now, yay, yay, weed is legal, yay. I voted for it too, which might've been a mistake on my part because now they're just gonna come after the farmers. Like with everything else that just, they always, those poor farmers just steal all their money. Yay, labor! Sorry, <laughs> I'm a socialist. I'm actually like a Marxist. I don't even believe in owning land or whatever. We should grow weed everywhere. Like if there's a with the trees outside, I say there's an empty tree space. You forgot to put a tree there. Let's just put some weed there. Are we allowed to do that now in San Francisco? Just like, oh look, dogs are gonna pee on it. That's good nitrogen. It's gonna grow. It's gonna be awesome. I'll smoke. I don't, bums can pee on it. The bum bum pee weed. We'll call it something fun like that, right? <laughs> Just everyone gets it for free. The bum bum pee weed. <laughs> so much, so much urine. So many plants. Let's just spread the nitrogen. Your next comedian. Wow. I love her last name because it makes me think of like, and did you were made fun of as a child about this probably? No, because I don't think people knew the word. They didn't know men's, it's her menzies. But with a Z, not with an S or a C. I don't know how we spell it anyway. It's like menstruation. It's the menses. It's like the Latin. T I have no idea. I'm just making shit up. You guys are going to love your next comedian. Put your hands together for Tess Menzies. Nothing can save my soul. Oh, my God. You guys have never done this before. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, I have. Um, so, thank you so much for having me without knowing uh, whether or not I can do this. Um, we'll see how I do. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell. I know if anybody's actually listening to the radio, they can't, but I'm very tall. Um, I'm six foot one without tall shoes on, and... Uh, 
Um, it's kind of the only thing I know about myself. And I, I know it because anytime I meet somebody, the first thing they say to me is, whoa, you're really tall. <laughs> they never look at me and go, whoa, you have brown hair. Or, whoa, you have brown eyes. It makes filling out forms of the DMV really confusing. I have to be like, height, really fucking tall. Hair color, question mark. Eye color, question mark. Weight, mixed reviews. (laughs) My favorite thing about being tall is when um, I have to tell people that I didn't play basketball and they look incredibly disappointed in me. It's like every gym teacher that I ever had, I see that look on their face again where they're like, you had so much potential. And I'm like, I don't know why I was this tall. It doesn't make any sense. Um, This is a Libra show. I am a Libra. Yeah. Um, Libras are all about balance. Um, You're supposed to be balanced as a Libra. That's really hard to do when you're bipolar. Um, It doesn't work. My brain did not read my star charts. I don't know what it was thinking. Um, I have bipolar 2, which is a milder version of bipolar. Uh, So that basically means that when I'm losing it, I have like all the self-awareness to realize it's happening, but like none of the ability to stop it. Um, it kind of feels like I'm a parent and my life is my child and I'm about to send it out on the Hogwarts Express. Like, I know it's about to go on so many adventures. It's going to have a great time, but I'm also like, please don't come back with weird diseases or a dangerous pet. <laughs> I don't know where you're going. I think you're going to have fun, but like, come back to me in one piece. Um, do you guys like Harry Potter? How do you guys feel about it? Good? Average? Okay. Um, I really like Harry Potter. A uh, huge fan. Uh, but I don't really like other Harry Potter th- fans. I think they take it a little bit too far and embarrass the rest of us. Um, like, you could ask me any question about Harry Potter, and I probably know the answer to it, but, like, fuck anyone with a Harry Potter tattoo. Like, <laughs> fuck that. Um, but seriously, I fucked a guy with a Harry Potter tattoo. Um, it was a dark mark, so the... The one on the forearm for the de- the Death Eaters, <laughs> real hot. Um, I had sex with him three times. The first time was because 22-year-old me was apparently like, whoa, that's really sexy. Um, and the other two times were because I found out he worked at Walmart and he told me he could get me a free TV. <laughs> and I really just wanted to seal that deal. Um, and so it's kind of hard, like, people will ask that question jokingly. They're like, how much money would it take for you to have sex with somebody? And I have to be like, what is 250 divided by three? I personally don't have any tattoos. Um, I have a lot of commitment issues. I don't like anything enough to put it permanently on my body. Uh, I don't really have anything against tattoos. I think they vary from like whatever to bad. Um, And the worst tattoos that I've ever seen were at a water park. And I don't know what it is about water parks. Like it is all of the people you never wanted to see in a swimsuit. Like. 
pools are sexy. You go to a pool and everybody's attractive. You go to a water park and it's like a county fair, but no clothes. Like, I don't know what it is about water parks that just attract the most unattractive people. Um, so I saw this chick with a tattoo and um, it was two hearts on her lower back and then above it, it said, place thumbs here. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that is bold. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I could never do something like that. And I wonder if she regrets it. Probably not. <laughs> Um, I do have a lot of commitment issues. I'm not very good at committing to, I can't have a tattoo, not great with relationships, jobs, living situations. Um, and so I ended up going to a therapist initially to kind of figure those things out. And while I was in therapy, um, we kind of discovered that I also have a bad habit of putting myself in dangerous situations um, and making really impulsive bad choices. And my therapist described this as being passively suicidal um, so I can't even commit to killing myself which is like really upsetting as you can probably imagine I am not in a relationship right now um, my last relationship we were together for a little over two and a half years we lived together um, it ended because he wanted to marry me and I was not into it um, and it's really hard breaking up with somebody when you live together because somebody has to be the one to move out and that was me I moved out of our apartment and I got the exciting task of going through all our shit and deciding what I wanted to take with me um, and some of it was super obvious you know some stuff was obviously his some stuff's obviously mine some stuff was mine that I didn't want to deal with so I just like left it there for him I was like all these candles I don't need them they're yours now um, <laughs> So, but some things were a little bit more confusing. It was more of a gray area. Like, who's supposed to keep all the sex toys? It's a very hard choice that I had to make. Um, we had some really fancy vibrators. I decided to keep those because, as I mentioned, I'm single now. Um, but some things are a little more confusing. We had, like, a cock ring. Like, I can't take that with me. You know, that feels like just reusing a condom. Like, I can't just, like, bust it out with some new guy and be like, how do you feel about this? I bought it for you. <laughs> um... And then we had like a really nice butt plug but that like I bought, but it only ever went in his asshole, so like kind of a gray area. <laughs> I left it for him. It was a sweet gift. Um, <laughs> I recently joined a new gym. Um, I like to treat gym memberships the way that I treat bad relationships. I'll just end one and because I'm like fuck it this isn't working and I get out of it and then two months later I'm like maybe this time will be different <laughs> I think this time I'm really gonna turn it around um so I recently got this new gym membership and I keep trying to trick myself into going to the gym. Like I set my alarm two hours earlier than I really need to wake up um, because I'm like, maybe at 6 a.m. I'll just feel inspired, you know, like that happens. Um, it usually doesn't end up happening though. I just end up hitting snooze over and over and over again until finally I'm just like, fuck it, I'll just aggressively masturbate and call it a workout. <laughs> 
like going into work, my hands cramped in like a claw, you know, ladies, when you're like just going at it and you just like get a hand cramp. I'm trying to type at work. All my coworkers are like, what's wrong with your hand? I'm like, I was exercising. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much. I've been everyone she's so tall <laughs> no I'm kidding and super funny yay I very much enjoyed all of your stuff yay come back again and again where are you from though are you local yeah I literally live like across you live across the street and this is your first time here at Mutiny Radio Oh, okay. Trish and Dan, Face Oblivion. Love it. Every Wednesday from 8 to 10. What a great open mic. Yay. Give it up for Tess Menzies again. Yay. Libras. Yay. Uh, my birthday's October 10th, but this year doesn't matter because I'm turning 43. It's like the dumbest number. It's like a dumb number. It's like, who cares? I'm like, I don't even want to have it be a thing or whatever, but I'm sure it'll be a thing. Well, we'll see what happens. Jonathan, will it be a thing? <laughs> Pressuring my boyfriend into doing something for me for my birthday. See how I did that? I did it on the radio. So then now, and he's here. So it's like double pressure. <laughs> That's, I'm a, I, we've been together for four years. If you don't know how to manipulate someone after four years, like what are you doing? Come on, use all your tools available. Using the radio. Your next comedian, he used to use the radio as a tool and he probably will again, making eye contact with you. You're so funny. Yeah, you're up next. It's your birthday. Is, was it your birthday or is it your birthday? October 21st. October 21st. He's the last of the Libras, everyone. He's on the cusp. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's the last of the Libras. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for James Mara. Hey, what's up? Kind of drunk. Anyone with me on this one? Coworker was going away, had a happy hour. She was like, come drink. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, I have a show. And they were like, we don't care. <laughs> Do some drinking. Um, is anyone else sort of drunk a little bit? Could I, who, do I have solidarity with anyone here? You had a beer? Okay. I think I had six beers. We're gonna hold it. We're gonna hold it together. What's up? I'm a little yeah, but I I drink more than I should, so I'm able to metabolize it a bit quicker. I think. I'm I'm sad sometimes, Pam. So I just drink. I don't know. It's not a. Yeah, but you should applaud that. <laughs> I was uh I was fucked up at a bar the other day, as might be evident by my monologue that I just had. <laughs> uh, I saw a girl from across the bar. I guess my buddy knew her. He goes, uh, watch out for her. She's got badass titties. And he just runs it out of the bar. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was pretty confused. I was like, I've never heard that combination of words before. Not really sure what that one means. Um, but I was intrigued all of a sudden, right? I was like, well, I got to see what's going on with these titties. <laughs> got to see what the deal is with those. Uh, she wasn't the best looking girl. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I had like six or seven or eight Lagunitas's. Or Laganitai, is that how that works? Is, is that a... So I fucked her, okay? I wasn't proud of it. It wasn't... It was, like, terrible. It was... The sex was terrible. Like, neither of us even remotely approached orgasm. It was one of those situations. Uh, the worst part, though, was... Um, 
it was really loud in the bar. I guess I'd misheard my friend. Uh, he hadn't said badass titties, but bad STDs. <laughs> so now I got pimples on my pee-pee. Hey. Dope. Um, dope. Uh, I'm biracial. Uh, I'm half black, half white. Uh, I grew up in Georgia. Uh, that uh, Have you guys been to that? You know how Florida, they say, is like the penis of the South because of the th shape? I, s I think Georgia's the anus of the South because I just hate it. I don't know. I have no, <laughs> I have no like reason. There's no like uh, an anatomical metaphor there. I just hate it. This is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Grew up in Georgia. Uh, so I didn't really fit in, right? Because in Georgia, there's only ha black people and white people. There's no like ambiguously brown people like here in California, right? <laughs> Like the first time I saw a Filipino, I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, Asians have Mexicans too? Like I didn't realize, no one told me, no one told me about that growing up. Um, classic biracial dilemma, of course, growing up, uh, too brown for the white kids, too big of a John Mayer fan for the black kids. <laughs> so I was the only kid on the playground that used to get called the N-word that wasn't allowed to use the N-word, like really guys? Y'all are gonna do me like that, huh? Um, one time I got called the armor by these rednecks. I ran to my nearest black friend, this dude Demaris. I was like, yo, Demaris, these fucking rednecks just called me a nigger. Let's go fuck them up. Let's go beat their ass. And then he looks at me and he's like, what'd I tell you about that word, homie? And he beat my ass. So that shit was pretty inconvenient for me. Um, I've got a big problem with the Jews, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> We warmed up, huh? We were warmed up. <laughs> Big problem with the Jews. Do you guys want me to tell you about it? Okay, I'll tell you about it. Tell them a problem. Um, so look, okay, I'll give you, uh, Jews, I'll give you that G Mary probably is not a virgin. Jesus is probably just some random dude who thought he was God. I will give you that the New Testament is built on some shaky footing, okay? Give you that one, Jews. All right, that's my, my sending the olive branch, okay? But can we agree that there's some way crazier shit in the Torah AKA the Old Testament that the Jews are just totally okay with. All right, let's start, let's, let's talk about the story of Noah's Ark. For those unfamiliar, Noah, or so apparently one day God was like, yo Noah. Noah probably was like, who the fuck is talking right now? God was like, it's a long story. Basically, I'm gonna destroy the entire earth. <laughs> Noah's like, that's fucking gay. That's how they used to talk back then, okay? This was like before, <laughs> they were very, very homophobic back in those days. Um, God's like, bro, I need you to build a giant boat. We're gonna call it an ark, because it's 5000 BC, and that's how we talk. Um, you need you put both genders of every animal, human, fucking giraffe, all the animals, put them in there, ride that shit out, and then repopulate the whole, word, uh, the whole world. And allegedly, according to the Jews, that's how it went down. Really, Jews? You guys really expect us to believe that there's only two genders? Wow. We're too woke for that, aren't we? San Francisco. <laughs> for clarification, yes, that was a, about a two minute joke and that was the punchline for that joke. <laughs> that was the payoff. That was the big payoff. That. Um, the other day, a girl told me she didn't want to be a long, in a long distance, or sorry, the, let me back up. The other day, I told a girl I didn't want to be in a long distance relationship, 
And she goes, I live in Daly City. <laughs> it's too far, too far from me, sweetheart. Um, talk about trans- uh, transgenders. I, I think, uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think Caitlyn Jenner has a, a mental disorder. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, okay, guys? I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, think, I think it is, I do think it should be considered a mental disorder to be a Republican. Oh, got him. <laughs> Sorry, it's like pretty far. Like, I can't see as well as I'd like to. Oh, here, here's a good one. Uh, it's not actually a good one. Do you guys ever have your mind wander while you're masturbating? Like, you, it's like, so the other day I was like, uh, it, was, it was like, I was really tired. I was like, uh, I'm not going to masturbate. And then I got into bed. I was like, I am going to masturbate. I'm just not going to use the laptop. So I was looking at the ceiling. I was masturbating. And then for some, for whatever reason, I just found myself like finishing to like a very vivid memory of me at church as a kid. Right? I guess you could call that my coming to Jesus moment. <laughs> this is a very Joseph Ugalde joke, isn't it, Pam? <laughs> I should have been like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so I should have done these little mannerisms. Um, cool, cool, cool. Um, talking about how much time, like, what's the. Oh, cool. Um, sweet. Um, I was watching some uh, NBA trade rumors recently. It's been a crazy NBA uh, offseason for the sports fans. I doubt there's too many in here because it's Mutiny Radio and it's not really you guys roll in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually, yeah, sorry. That's actually bullshit. Um, anyway, somewhere involving the Utah Jazz. And I just thought to myself, isn't it funny that we gave, of all the states in the country, we gave the state of Utah the team name, the Jazz? <laughs> like, we gave, we gave the fucking Mormons. Like the original black music, you know what I'm saying? Like it's so interesting. If we're gonna do that, I say, I say we take it one step further. My new expansion team will be the uh, Palo Alto Negro Spirituals. Wouldn't that be a fun? <laughs> um, last thing I'll say, I grew up with a lot of white people as is clear by my outfit and general demeanor. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things to do with my white friends would just see the crazy shit they would say to their parents and like nothing would ever happen to them like at all you know no whoopins no switchins none of the cute euphemisms for domestic abuse that people of color <laughs> like to come up with um hang out with my white friend clark which is redundant uh we're hanging out his dad comes out he's like clark you should clean your room son and clark goes fuck you dad and just like walks right past him to his room <laughs> and his dad looks at me and i'm like oh shit what's about to go down right now uh and then his dad goes well, he's in the mood, isn't he? And that's it. That's that's all. All that dinner was served. Like there was no, not even a hiccup in the in the Clark Clark's last name, which I'm forgetting, household. Um, so I was shocked, right? I was like, I didn't know you. I didn't know you could do this. Like I didn't know this was the thing. I clearly need to share this news with my black friends at school. I doubt that they've used this approach, right? So I was hanging out with my black friends the next day, which yes, I had some of. Fuck you guys assholes um and i was like y'all next time your dad's tripping next time he's talking shit just say fuck you right to his face and walk right past him to your room okay he'll respect you for your honesty as a man and it'll be an extremely cathartic experience uh do you guys know what happened to those black kids uh nothing because they didn't have dads 
Yeah, <laughs> you. Woo! <laughs> Fuck yeah. That is actually a problem in the black community. Uh, <laughs> all right, mutiny. Uh, cool. Ivan James. Thanks. <laughs> Give it up for Pam. A badass set from James Mara. That, that's you drunk. My God, what are you like sober? That was great. He fucking killed it. He was wasted. Damn, bro. Be, I mean, when I'm wasted, you can tell because I'll be like up there screaming or I'll like pee into the dog bowl or something and be like, ah! Comedy Immunity Radio! Wow! Sorry. We're not allowed to drink here anymore. That's one of the <laughs> things that happened. It was, you were there for the, people were there. We had, I had a show once where we all wore diapers. And I made all the comedians before we started all have either three beers or equivalent in shots. Uh, the smarter ones took the shots because they didn't have to be. So then I pulled the names out of a hat and the goal was that you had to do your set before you peed your pants. But you were partnered up with a person in the audience. So the person in the audience was like, don't pee your pants. Cause they, or they wanted them to pee their pants because they'd win the prize. Anyway, there were prizes. Everyone was wasted is the point. And we're all wearing diapers. <laughs> like... <laughs> But I'd done, I'd peed in my pants ahead of time. I went to brainwash the night before and both Jonathan and I did it. We wore diapers and we peed in our pants on stage at brainwash. And it was weird because like when you're like peeing your pants in front of people purposely, it is fucking weird. I don't know if anyone's ever, I don't know how babies do it all the time. Like what are babies doing? They're just like, cool. I just pee. Like when do we decide like, okay, that's when they, I guess they have to hit you enough. I don't know. This is the other confusing thing I find about babies. I'm a nanny uh, for money sometimes. And uh, why do babies' pants have pockets? What could they possibly be putting in these fucking pockets? I'm hanging out with a nine-month-old, and she has six pockets. She's wearing cargo pants, baby cargo pants. What could a baby, a baby can't even put their own socks on. They're like functional retards. They can't even put their own hands in their pockets. Why so many pockets? And I realized that's where I put my drugs. <laughs> it's the safest place. Babies can undo zippers on backpacks, but they can't get into their own fucking pockets. And the police will never search a baby. Your next comedian, I don't, I don't know, do they? If a policeman searched a baby, it'd have to be a black baby. I guess only black babies get searched. <laughs> Right, like not white babies. It gets confusing though when I'm like, anyways, that was racially charged jokes here at Mutiny Radio. We gotta talk about it, right? It's real. Your next comedian, he's another sight unseen guy, but he's actually really good. He's too good looking for radio, I think. People, I wish we had like a GoPro so people would be like, oh, all right, this guy could be famous. He's get on some MTV or some shit. Uh, I've never heard his comedy. I'm excited to see what he does. Put your hands together. Everyone, another birthday boy, Tyler Hansel! Thank you. Um, I wish I was drunk. I'm kind of jealous of you right now. I got really stoned after work today, and now I'm just like, um, I could use a few. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, for just being a Libra. It's the only time I think that's ever worked out in my favor. Just like, you're a Libra, come on over. Um, I uh, smoked crack recently. <laughs> and I didn't like, I don't know. I guess I was like, I was scared kind of. I didn't know if I wanted to smoke crack. My friend, it was, his, it was my roommate. And 
he was like, I'm going to smoke crack for my birthday. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead, smoke crack. And he was like, would you, like, will you smoke crack with me on my birthday? And in typical Libra fashion, I was like, I could be down. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm like already 50% out of like everything when I say I could be down. And he's like, okay, so you're like, you could be in. And I'm like, ah, I'm probably not in, but we'll see. And um, it kind of got to the point where like leading up to his birthday party, I decided I was like, you know what? If no one else is going to smoke crack with him, then I'll smoke crack with him. <laughs> like, I'm a good friend. Um... And I had no idea, like, I didn't know, like, who was going to be coming to this party. And, like, his crowd is, like, the Berkeley co-op crowd. Like, I don't want to, like, judge lifestyles or anything, but, like, these people get into some weird fucking shit. So I was, like, I feel pretty confident that, like, I probably won't have to smoke crack. But, like, still, like, I was preparing the week before and, like, searching on YouTube, like, how to smoke crack and shit. Which YouTube has no good videos for smoking crack at all. Like, I don't know. There's no like good DIY like, is this your first time smoking crack? Like, there's no, there's, I don't know. People aren't proud. No one's proud of smoking crack really. So no one's like putting shit out there. So I like, but I was like, you know what? Like I used to live in like a very tender area of Lower Knob Hill. Like I used to like have to ask people to excuse me. I'm just gonna, I don't mind you smoking crack on the stoop, but I'm just, that's my apartment. Like I used to, I've seen it done before, so I was like, I can just wing this shit. Like, I know what I'm doing. And I get to his birthday party late, even though it's at my apartment. And I get there late, because I'm a Libra. I'm always fucking 15 minutes late to everything. And I get there late, and I walk in. There's like 30 or 40 people. There's some like blacked out drunk people. And I walk in the kitchen. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, this is a scene for sure. And I walk into the kitchen, and this guy... As soon as I walk in, he just looks at me and he's like, oh. he had just done what he thought was Coke, but it was actually ketamine. So this guy is just like immediately goes into a K-hole as soon as I walk into my apartment. So I'm like looking around. I was like, holy shit. You know, there might be some crack smokers in here. I don't know if I'm going to have to smoke crack. Like, I think some people are going to be down. Like, and it gets to the time of the and uh, Sam takes his first hit of crack and then he's like, you know, in here like, like George Clinton style. And then he like looks around and he's like, does anyone want to smoke crack? And it was like as if he had asked rhetorically. Like it was like a sad football team at halftime. Like a coach was just like, is this the team we want to be? And they were just like, no. Like, it's like, and I got like way more angry than I thought I was going to get. I was like, no. I was like, you ingrateful cowards. On this man's birthday and like with way too much confidence, I was like, yeah, like, I said this out loud. I was like, fuck it. I'll do it for friendship. And like, I grabbed the crack out of his hand. And there's like 30 or $40 worth of crack, which is like a solid, it's a good amount of crack. And him and I smoke all of it in the middle of this party. Yeah, and we're like, it's like, I don't know, like I feel like there's some things in your life, like 
maybe the first time you're having sex or when you're doing something, you're like, holy shit, like, I'm really doing this right now. And, like, we were, like, smoking crack back and forth, and I was just like, holy shit, we're really fucking smoking crack right now. Um, and we're smoking crack and, like, we're smoking crack and, like, we're smoking crack and, like, uh, <laughs> we're smoking crack and, like, we're kind of looking at each other and... I'm like, I don't know if I like crack that much. Like, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I was like, I thought I was gonna, I thought I, I felt like ripped off sort of. I was like, am I not, what? Like, Richard Pryor like lit himself on fire smoking this shit. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was like, I'm just not getting the experience I thought I was gonna get. Like, I was expecting to like turn into a juggalo or something. Like, I'm smoking crack, whoop, whoop. But it never, like, we just like never got there and like, we started like blaming ourselves. We were like, you know what? It's probably like, it's cause like we used to snort ecstasy and no serotonin in our brain anymore. And like, it's our fault. And like, it's not crack's fault. Like crack, you know, crack's like, of course like crack wouldn't, it's gotta be our fault. Like maybe we didn't smoke it right. And it was like, eh, I'm pretty sure like we did smoke it right. I was like, <laughs> like I just like, it might just, it just might not be for me. Um, but like, I still, we were just kind of like, you know, maybe like, we didn't do enough, and I was like, eh, we probably did enough, and then it was like, maybe, like, maybe we should just do it again, like, maybe we should give crack a second chance, and then we kind of looked at each other, and we were like, is this how being a crackhead gets started, like, is that just, like, everyone's path to, like, crack addiction, they're just like, no, it wasn't that good, I don't know, like, should do something else, and so, like, we, for, like, the next couple, <laughs> like, weeks and months, I don't know, we were like, yeah, maybe we should do crack again, and, like, no, we probably shouldn't, and I was walking through the Tenderloin a little bit after that, and, like, Larkin and Eddie were, not to blow up the spot, they're selling crack down there, folks, um, and I was walking, walking by, and I was like, I, like, I don't, like, I don't even know like if I would like if they would like receive me into being like uh, mm, do you have crack like because everyone like so many times in my life in San Francisco people have been like dude you look like a cop like I used to love going to like after hours like warehouse parties and people would be like are you a fucking like are you a cop and, they, and I would be like no I'm not a cop pour coke on their hand like snort that then I'm like all right yeah if I have to prove I'm not a cop. <laughs> Um, so I know that like I have this like cop appearance. I'm like, you know what? If I, if they like say, you know, like, yeah, we'll sell you crack. Then I'm like, maybe I've like moved on from looking like a cop or something like that. I definitely haven't, but I'm not even kidding you. As I was like kind of walking up to that corner, this black guy in a wheelchair is rolling by and he looks up at me and I'm not fucking kidding you. He's just like, ha, you look like a gay cop. <laughs> And I was just like, what the fuck does that even mean? But like, as I was like walking away, I was like, he's totally fucking right. I do look like a gay cop. Like, I do look like a fucking gay cop. Like, why would you ever question that guy? Like, he's fucking, he's right. So I was like, okay, I'm not even going to fucking ask for a crack because I know I'm just going to make the people down there like uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to spook them into being like, oh, who's this fucking, and I had a hat on too. So I looked like a fucking cop in the departed, like walking up, just like, no, dude, get the fuck out of here. Um... Yeah, gay cop, I guess, like, I've come to terms with, like, you know what, I think that is, like, kind of just, like, what I look like, like, I look like a pretty boy cop, maybe, or something like that, and that same week, I was walking up to the bus stop, and there was, like, a, a mentally ill guy at the bus stop, like, kind of just, like, spouting gibberish, and, like, rah, 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 and, like, doing stuff like that, 
I'm not kidding you. He breaks his like meltdown and he turns to me and he's like, you look like a faggot and I bet your mom looks like a faggot. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I think you can all tell I've had a pretty soft upbringing for the most part. So like that shit happens to me. I'm like, I probably fucking deserve that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but the thing that really bothered me about him saying that was that there was two Chinese women speaking in, I'm assuming Mandarin, but I don't know. Maybe it was Cantonese and they're talking and they like stop and like look at me as that guy says that and then they look back at each other and they nod. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, so like that is for sure like, you know, that's my thing now. Um, yeah, it's not, and it's not politically correct, but it's correct. I mean, I don't know. And, oh fuck, political correctness. Um, I don't know. I'm cool with political correctness. It's a good thing for the most part. Um, today I took a, at work, took like a workshop thing on being like an LGBTQ ally in the workplace and like saying things like, you know, non-gender conformative pronouns and like gender neutral pronouns and stuff like that and just like how <clears throat> I can be like a better ally and stuff, which I'm all about. Like I like sitting in on that kind of stuff. Um, but it reminded me of something recently that like really pissed me off, which was I was in Oakland um, at Lake Merritt and hanging out and this dog runs up to me and like kind of like tramples over my shit and the owner runs up and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool. Like, you know, what's his name? What's the dog's name? And they look at me and they're like, his name? Oh. Yeah, I know. Are you fucking kidding me for dogs? And they, and I was like, uh, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like that thing has balls that are almost as big as mine. Like, yes, his name. And they were like, well, we're actually like trying to refer to our dogs as they now because our dogs can't decide on their gender. I was like, what? Yeah. Like leave it up to white people in Oakland to like try to start solving problems that don't even exist. Like. Dude, we, we like we leave fucking water out for dogs, but like we don't give water to homeless people. Like we like we do uh, like white people and like it's got, it's only white people from what I can tell like are doing shit for dogs that like they're not even like getting people to do for humans all the way yet. I'm like, God, like what the fuck is that? And so yeah, they just uh, yeah today I I like got mad about that all over again today. I was like, yeah, we should be doing way more for people. I was like, but that fucking that stupid couple at Lake Merritt. I can't believe they fucking had the nerve to say that to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking angry about stuff for no reason, I guess. Um, uh, what else? Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I fucked up again recently. Um, I was playing, it was like a, we had like a family holiday party sort of thing, and I guess before I even start this off, how fucking ridiculous is it to see a kid with a cell phone in his hand, like a little fucking kid? I saw a kid in a stroller the other day, like, I don't think he even, like, like, if you're wearing diapers, okay, no phones for you, like, that can at least be, like, a compromise. It's like fucking kids up, they're too fucking, I don't know. I guess this is why I get mad about that shit, is because I was playing Scrabble with my little cousin, Alden, recently, and he's, like, five or six, and it's just like cool to get him spelling words um, in general. And we're playing Scrabble and there was a, 
you know, there was a D hanging out there, and so I spelled the word dildo on the side of it. And because I'm like, dude, he doesn't know words, like, whatever. And he's like, what's a dildo? And I was like, nothing, it's a tool. <laughs> he was like, okay, this is why kids shouldn't have fucking cell phones. Because he walks away from the Scrabble board, because he's so fucking smart now, gets my aunt's cell phone, types in the word dildo, and she's like, Alvin, what are you doing? And he's like, I know what a dildo is. And I was like, oh, shit. And she's like, Who, where'd you learn that word? And I'm like, switching up the words on the Scrabble board and shit. I was like, uh, yeah. Like, he has fucking, and it goes straight to Google Shopping, too. So it's like, he's one double click away from ordering a dildo on my aunt's phone. Um, so yeah, kids shouldn't have, and I, I got defensive, too. I was like, how does he even know how to use that thing? Like, so yeah, kids shouldn't use cell phones. And that is my time. Thank you so much for having me. Changing the youth of America. Teaching them this. I think that dildo's better than crack. Like they, although you could be like, it's a crack, like step on a crack, break your mama's back. Oh, like smoke the crack, your mom will hate your back. I don't know. Don't steal your mom's crack. Don't, it's, you've done crack. You look like the most unlikely crack smoker. That's why that made me laugh. Snorting very hardly. Uh, they, there he is. All right. Hey, your next comedian. He's made some choices in his life, too, that are, you can tell because he has tattoos on his head. You just smoked crack, but he actually went with the commitment to tattoo his head. So there's something going on in his brain. <laughs> you'll someday, someday you'll go to graduate school. That's when you smoke crack and get tattoos at the same time. <laughs> I don't think people would do. Do people don't do that? Uh, your next meeting, you're gonna love him. Put your hands together for Jeremy Atkins. I'm not responsible enough to do big boy drugs. No, no one wants me on crack. Like I get high, and people are like, "You're, you're good. We could uh, do a little less with you." So I turned 46 on this birthday. Yeah, yeah, 46. Still completely irresponsible. I uh, started my birthday off at a strip club, telling jokes to other comics while really high. But I have, I have been trying to get more responsible. I have trying to, I've been trying to grow up. I, uh, I bought a hybrid. But you don't change overnight, so I still get high and run out of gas. <laughs> you know, buying a hybrid for me was a really big deal. I, I was a bike messenger, and my nickname was World's Angriest Bike Messenger. Yeah, and now I drive a Prius. I drive a Prius to Whole Foods to buy my dogs raw dog food. That's how uh, sad it's gotten. Like, the 20-year-old version of me would be really disappointed, would beat the shit out of me, and then explain how disappointed he was. That's kind of asshole I am. But I have, I have been trying to learn patience and empathy, and all I've learned is it really sucks. I, uh, I understand now that everybody's struggle is real, but I also understand that most people are really stupid. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think that folks that are really into fisting were the kids that were really into puppets. 
What I'm trying to say is that dating is really fucked up for me these days. I, uh, I was up and down relationship with a woman. It was going uh, swimmingly and then it wasn't. And so I would, I don't know, 10 a.m., I'd break up with her. Around 2 a.m., she'd call me and we would get back together because makeup sex is wonderful. And then about 10 a.m., I'd break up with her. And this, this went on all week until finally she broke up with me, which was really good news because I figured we were at that part in the relationship where either she was going to break up with me or she was going to stab me. Like, I've been stabbed before. You don't need to be stabbed to know what sucks. That's obvious. But when you've been stabbed, you see the warning signs really early. And she texted me and said, I need to settle things with you tonight. Now, you may ask yourself why I would go somewhere where somebody is most likely going to stab me. And I'll tell you this. We're at Mutiny Radio, so I'm sure your miscreants can all agree that makeup sex, like I said, is, is a lot of fun. I hopefully am the only person in this room that can say this. I'm sorry I stabbed you, sex. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking incredible. Like, it's so good that if an imaginary creature showed up tomorrow, Santa Claus showed up at my door and was like, young man, I will make sure that you receive the best. I'm sorry I stabbed you, sex, for Christmas, but I am going to have to stab you with these rusty shears, and I am going to have to collect up front. I'm a reasonable man. I would say no. But it, it would come out, no, as I was thinking, where is my local hospital? Can I negotiate where he's going to stab me? Like, that's how good it is, right? And so I got really, really high before I went over because I figured I should be medicated before I was wounded. She met me at the door, led me into the kitchen. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, this is where the snacks are. This is cool. And then when she turned her back, I went, oh, yeah, this is where the sharp objects are. <laughs> Shit. And she turned around empty-handed, which I thought was nice, because as much as I wanted to get laid, because, you know, I am a guy, I didn't actually feel like getting stabbed. That was not. And then she said, you know, I have something to tell you. And I thought, oh, right, she is going to break up with me, and hopefully there'll be some makeup sex before I go home. And then she said, I love you. And I thought, oh, that is how fucked up I am. I did not think that was on the menu. Like, I didn't think that was going to be an option. And... <laughs> It's also when I discovered that I love you sex, not as good as the other two. Not even close. Like, does not make the top three. Grudge beats it out by a little. And we're laying there, and she looks over at me, and she says, I want you to keep in mind when I ask you these questions that I am an expert in nonviolent communication. I thought, oh, fuck, I hope she stabs me. This is the only way this is getting better. And then she said, you don't think of me as a good human being, do you? And I went, yeah, yeah, this ends in a lonely, frustrated handjob later at home. Shit. What's my middle name? At that point, I had given up, so I just went, meh. <gasps> you could forget my middle name. I let you put your penis in me in various locations, and you could forget my middle name. You are the worst. I mean, yeah, 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 I am the worst person ever. What's my middle name? She had forgotten, so she broke up with me. The worst part of that date, the absolute worst part of the date was I had to go sit in my car for like four hours because I did not want to go home early because I did not want my ex-wife to know that the date had gone so poorly. Wait, did I mention that in, at the second half of my 40s that I am divorced and I live with my ex? That's how I knew what the housing crisis was all about all of a sudden, where house prices are so fucked up, rents so out of control, 
I'm willing to live with someone who hates my guts and tells me randomly, or I can move to Tracy. <laughs> Basically, I cross paths with her in the hallway, and she looks at me and goes, you know why you're a fucking asshole today? Because <sighs> I, I didn't do the dishes again? I th no, you broke my fucking heart and stomps off. It's that or I moved to Stockton. What I'm saying is that I chose the 20-minute beating a day, not the two-hour-each-way beating. I, uh, I tried to tell her, look, you're just sad because you're angry. She's like, no, I'm angry because you're a giant gaping asshole. It was hard. Like, it was so, that's so bad. Like, my, even my own ego went, y y she's right. Let that one go. But I was like, look, sad is not the worst place you could be. She went, okay, you broke my heart. I could probably never, never trust another man again. Where could be worse? I went, well, you could still be in a relationship with me. She was not going for it. But uh, like I said, I, ha I, have, I have been out there, I've been dating, and I think that I've done something we've all done, but I've added the, I, well, I mean, I'm the guy on stage with the head tattoo, so if anybody's gonna take it a little further, it's probably gonna be me. So uh, we've all fucked someone we shouldn't have, right? I definitely did. I hooked up with a woman fresh off the boat Norwegian, because you know what they say about women from Norway? That silence is the right silence, because they don't. I found out that the hard way, too. And then when we were done, she starts telling me a story. And I know this sounds rude, but I just phased, it was so boring I phased out. You'll forgive me, because the story was about the Norwegian flag. She was basically just describing her flag. That was the story. And when I tuned back in and she was asking me a question, I, to this day, do not know why I answered. I swear the question was asking about the flag. I said, well, because it looks like the Nazi flag. And without missing a beat, she goes, no, there's no hoiken cloiken on it. I was like, well, what the fuck does hoiken cloiken mean? She's like, well, if it was on the flag, you'd know. I was like, that's not how you describe a word. You're not even using words at this point. Really quick, does anybody know what hoiken cloiken means? No, because I made it up. She was Norwegian. I don't know what she said. I needed a word. But now, when you think of Norway, you're going to think of hoiken cloiken and me and go, that guy was a dick. So I'm standing there, I go, all right, what's it mean? She goes, oh, I'll show you, and pulls a book off the shelf. Now, just, just trust me, if anybody pulls a book off a shelf to describe a word, leave. It's not gonna be good. Nobody goes, oh, wait, wait, let me get the book, because it's happy. And so she pulls it out, puts a book on the table, opens it up, and I go, oh, fuck, because that's when I discovered that hoiken cloiken means swastika. And I had accidentally fucked the direct descendant of a major member of the Nazi party. Her grandfather was hanging out with Hitler. And so I was standing there, and I had this shock looked on my face because I was thinking, whose fault is this? Like, who's, like, is there a world history teacher that owes me an explanation why he didn't explain what Norway was doing in the 30s a little better? Or was I not paying attention? Like, I'm mad at somebody, I want to blame someone else for this. This is not a good, like, my penis was really pissed off at me. My penis was in the background going, oh, wait till I don't work next time, you dickhead. And so I'm standing there, and the look of horror on my face is obviously coming across, goes, well, what did your grandfather do in the 30s? And I happily replied, well, I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news for me is that my grandfather, who flew bombing raids over Germany during World War II, is not rolling over in his grave. The bad news for you, however, as mighty and pure and kick-ass as your grandfather looks in this photo, he's rolling over in his grave, because you just fucked a Puerto Rican. 
And on that note, I'm going to take my leave. I was Jeremy Adkins. Thank you for listening to me. Pan is on our way to state. Happy 46th birthday, Jeremy Adkins. Yay! Libra. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. He was actually part of last year's Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and he's back because it's his birthday coming up. And we're excited to hear his jokes. And he brought his wife and friends, and yeah, you're a bringer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike German! Thank you, everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna move this down here because Daddy needs room to roam. Uh I uh, I wrote a joke about being a Libra, but I can't decide if I'm going to tell it. Leave that there. I'm done. I'm done. Actually, I do need this to lean on. I need a security blanket to lean on. I need that. Uh, hey, real quick, does any has anybody ever you, you said uh, a gay cop? How about a villain of a ski movie? How, have you ever gotten that one? Like, like the, uh, like the ragtag boot bunch of stoners just want to hang out and have a good time on the mountain, but you're out to ruin their fun. That you're, you're the straight late. He's the straight laced, uh, uh, ski patrol guy, but really it's the stoners who love the mountain and they want to keep it the way it is. That's uh, big, big Friday for me. Very exciting. I'm in a great mood tonight. Uh, I finished a chapstick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As, uh, it took some doing. Took some. Doing. I started thinking. Do you remember back in home ec? There's an assignment where they gave you an egg. You're supposed to look after the egg all week, and that's supposed to see whether or not you're going to be a good parent. Screw that. Just give them a chapstick at the beginning of the year. See if they can finish it. Way more similarities in raising a, in, in raising a child and finishing a chapstick. You know, you can't uh, leave it in a car on a hot day. <laughs> Probably want to check around in the laundry. Make sure it's not in there before you start a load. If you accidentally drop it in a urinal, leave it. <laughs> Get a new one. Baby. Uh, I mean, notice that in uh, San Francisco, I'm, I'm fairly new here, a year and a half. I noticed tons, tons of street performers around town. You know, tons of street performers. Some of them pretty good, you know? See a guy playing guitar, you're like, that sounds great. Here's a buck. Some of them make some weird choices. There's a guy up in Berkeley that I saw playing the didgeridoo. You know, did you do the big aboriginal, the bow, wow, wow, that thing? I don't know why I do this when I play the fake didgeridoo, but I do. I do. But a white guy playing the didgeridoo, you know what a white guy who plays a didgeridoo needs? A friend who will say, man, fuck you. <laughs> Are you trying to connect with your aboriginal roots? You grew up in Fremont. Local reference, local reference, there we go. Got it, got it. Tell you the truth, I don't know what's good street performance. I don't pay that close attention to street performers. I will tell you this. Last week, I saw a homeless dude trying to kick a pigeon. I watched that shit for two hours. It's like a bar rescue marathon. It sucks you right in. It's like, God damn, I'm not going to be anywhere for a while. It's funny. There's that uh, video that every so often it makes the rounds again. And it's like uh, they, they get this one of the best violin players in the world to play some of the most challenging violin music in the world, like in a subway station during rush hour and nobody stops to listen. And they're like, what does this say about society? I'm like, it's rush hour. It says people have shit to do. Uh, this weird, weird conclusion to draw. Um, I, I wrote some slogans for San Francisco. I know I've only been here about a year and a half, but I wrote some slogans. Uh, you guys can tell me what you think, maybe on some postcards or something like that. These would be what I would do. Uh, San Francisco, fuck you and your left turns. Maybe, maybe that one. Um, San Francisco, I don't know what that is, but don't step in it. 
There you go. There you go. And the one, the one that I like is uh, San Francisco. Escalators out of order. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man, I uh, James was talking about being drunk. I'm I'm trying to cut back a little bit, a little bit of my drinking. I and it's weird because I know exactly where my hand. I you know I'm a beer drinker because it's like a straight line. I, I I can figure it out like that. And hard alcohol is like kind of all over the place. <laughs> but beer, it's like I can have four beers and no hangover whatsoever. I'm fine. You know, uh, five six. You know, a little tired the next day, but I mean, no big deal. Uh, six, seven, eight, you know, it's not going to be at my best the next day, but screw it. Nine, ten beers, screw tomorrow, we're having fun now. Let's, uh, you know. <laughs> See, my problem is I, when, I can stop at four beers and not be hungover, but when I have four beers, then I want the rest of them. And that's, that's hard. I told my mom that I had figured this out, that I'd figured out, like, I can stop at four beers. And I thought it made me a responsible drinker. And she thought it made me an alcoholic. And it's a different perspective, I suppose. Um, oh, uh, the other thing about San Francisco. I, uh, what, what was that? Oh, yeah. This, no, this was on my, on my move out here. Sorry, I got a little out of here. This was on my move out here. A year and a half ago, I'm still thinking about this. Um, so I was driving. We were driving the moving truck from, uh, from Colorado to, uh, to here. And we stopped in a gas station in Utah. And it was a unisex bathroom. So I don't know if it was a guy or girl who wrote this on the wall. But there on the bathroom wall, it said, Bitch, I've sucked dicks bigger than your face. <laughs> I don't think I understand what the insult is. <laughs> like on the surface, it's basically, Bitch, you have a small face. But that's a weird... <laughs> that's a weird way to get there, you know? It doesn't really make any sense to like brag about the size of dicks you suck. And I'm just sitting there going, but a dick has to be smaller than a face to get sucked. That's just the way dick sucking works. And I, and I realized probably what happened, this is Utah, right? Is a Mormon kid probably you who wanted to do something bad, but you know, didn't, didn't really know any cuss words. And, uh, you know, it's it, probably no sex ed either. So they just wrote all the bad words they could think of all jammed them all together. And now it's just there on the wall to confuse weary travelers. Yeah. You know? driving through Reno going, what the fuck did that mean? I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, oh, I, I want to show you guys a couple things. I'm a huge fan of found comedy. You know, just when you come across shit in everyday life and it makes you laugh and I want to share those things with you. Um, this one was, I was sick a couple weeks ago. You know, sore throat going on and not feeling so hot. I was uh, taking some Hall's lozenges and Hall's has started printing on the wrappers some inspirational messages for you. Yeah, like this one here has a couple. It says, uh, buckle down and push forth. And down in the corner, it says, don't waste a precious minute. Dial it down a notch, Halls. These are way too lofty aspirations for me when I'm drunk, you know? I already feel bad physically, and now you're making me feel like crap for just waiting to lay on the couch and watch Prices Right. I feel like some better stuff I'm going to put on the wrappers for me when I'm drunk would be along the lines, of, or when I'm sick, would be along the lines of, um, stop crying. Maybe try to get around to change your underwear today. <laughs> I wrote him some letters. I haven't heard back, but I think it's a good idea. I think it's a pretty good idea. This is the other one. Uh, I was in Safeway. It was, uh, it was late at night. You know, it was, uh, I went through the little U-Scan at checkout thing. And a person before me hadn't taken their receipt. And this is it. I think maybe the reason they didn't take it is because they were in a little bit of a hurry. Because the receipt tells a little story. It was September 24th, 2017. It was 11.41 p.m. Number of items sold, one. 
plunger. That's a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Hopefully some new bathroom rugs, too. Man. Uh, speaking of buying weird things, I was at Target recently. I had to just get two things. I had to get a toilet brush and paper for my printer. Girl in line behind me while I'm waiting to check out goes, what do those things have to do with each other? Nothing. That's, that's the beauty of Target. They got a lot of random crap. You can buy it whatever combination you want. There aren't any rules. This chick wanted there to be rules. I just want to go back to that same Target and be buying like uh, some shovels, uh, duct tape, trash bags, a box of condoms, and just have all that stuff piled up there and have her, have her behind me again go, what does all that have to do with each other? Why don't you come to the old Miller Pond at midnight and find out? I realized for that joke to work, you know, the chances of her being there, I'd have to keep going to Target a lot. And I don't know if I would just keep all that stuff, so like some sort of weird, like uh, homicidal survivalist, and just keep it all at home, or if I just return it every week and then go buy the same things. Probably have to, probably have to make friends with, with a staff at Target if I was going to return the same shit and then buy it again. They're like, "Sorry, John, didn't happen this time." <laughs> How are you doing on time? I forgot to check before. Uh, you have a little more. Than a little more. Oh shit! Uh, I'll do this one real quick, and then I'll get. Um, I was on a flight recently, and uh, right in the middle of the flight, the woman sitting next to me woke me up, and she said, do you want to see something strange? Now, I was a little bit torn, you know, because of course I want to see something strange. Of course I do. I love something strange. Hopefully it's something good. Hopefully it's like she has 10 toes, but three on one foot, seven on the other. That'd fit the definition of strange. Sure. Absolutely. I'd be in for that. But she woke me up. I don't really want to reward that behavior by being excited by what she had to show me. Plus, when you're on a flight, there's always a chance that something strange actually means something bad. It's like, hey, you want to see something strange? The wing just fell off. We are plummeting to our death right now. Isn't that weird? It wasn't anything like that. What it was, she was holding the in-flight magazine, and she said, look at how neatly the person who filled in your crossword puzzle printed the letters. Woke me up for that, so for some penmanship. I tell you the truth, I wasn't even really angry. I was a little bit jealous. Because if she thinks that's strange, her mind must get blown every single day. Like her life must be a never-ending adventure filled with indoor plumbing and pre-shredded cheese. And I envy that. The thing I'm curious about is like how long did she wait before deciding to wake me up? You know, right away, a few minutes. Like, hey, you want to see some? Oh. No, this is too good. Wake up, idiot. Got some penmanship to show you. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pam. Mike Durbin, yay! Yay! Are you ready for your headliner? Oh, I am. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, your birthday's on the second. Ooh, that's next Monday. Ooh, I, I'm not even gonna guess your age. You're 27. Okay. <laughs> I think I just made her happy. You guys are gonna love your headliner. Put your hands together for Evelyn Erie Diamond. Yay! Hey, how's everybody doing? Just so you guys know, that's just something that comedians do to run down their time. They do not care how you're doing. I just wanted you to know that. But let's give it up for our host, right? Pam, all right. Woo! Who likes porno movies here? Anybody like porno movies? Yeah, you're so cute. You're like, eh, I seem like two I liked. 
just the end. It was all right. Um, I don't like them. I don't like them, and here's why. Very predictable. Have you guys noticed this? A little bit. A little bit, right? Okay, just once, wouldn't it be so cool if there was like a twist ending? Wouldn't that be awesome, right? This is what I was thinking, you guys. This is what I was thinking. Okay, M. Night Shyamalan does a porno. Ah. All right, this is how I think it'll look. Okay, okay. Peas and carrots, okay. All right. Ah, that was great. Oh my God, he's been dead the whole time. No wonder he was so stiff. All right, I know, I know, I know, not 100%. I, I think that is okay, but only if just children watch it to get off. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's for the kids, you know what I mean? It's for them, you know? I just, I don't know. It was just a thought I had. So you guys are probably thinking, who is Eerie? Who is this chick, right? And, uh, you know, I think about that around this time of year, because it's my birthday, you know? I think, like, who am I? Where am, where am I from? What was this all about? So I'm going to take you guys through my life a little bit, okay? It'll be fun, fun little ride. It's gonna be a fun little ride. Uh, let's start at the beginning. When I was seven, um, my uncle told me this. This is what he told me. He said, uh, you know, your parents bring you your Christmas presents every year because there used to be a Santa, but he got old and died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he told me that. Also, the same uncle who told me that the tooth fairy he goes into your little kids' rooms at night, and he pulls the tooth out from under the pillow, and then he puts the money in, and then he teabags everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Now that I'm older and I actually know what that means, that shit's funny, right? That's awesome. <laughs> like, if I was a tooth fairy, I would totally do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I had balls and stuff. Um, I was just, that's what I was thinking. Uh, when I was 10, when I was 10, I made a panda bear out of paper mache at school, which was awesome. A little kind of like, yeah, awesome. And uh, I took it home, gave it to my mom. My mom's like, oh my God, I love it. Put it on the shelf, it was awesome. And then when I was 15, I found that same panda bear in the trash can. Yeah, I know, I know. So I did what any of us would have done. I took him out of the trash. And I uh, hung him by his neck in my mom's shower. <laughs> and then I put a little suicide note taped to his shirt. And um, when I, got, I went to school, when I got home, uh, the suicide note was taped to my bedroom door. And my mom had corrected it. <laughs> I guess hopelesser isn't a word or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, she made it rhyme, which was completely unnecessary, right? That's stupid. And wrote a bunch of nice stuff about herself, you know? And I don't even know exactly how Mr. Panda felt about her, and we'll never know, because he was back in the trash. So, I, um, when I was in my early 20s, I was a little bit slutty. Uh, yeah, now you guys can clap for that, that's cool. Happens. Uh, in fact, I slept around so much, you guys, I don't know. I might have some kids out there I don't even know about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not 
<laughs> and always use the protection, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't even want kids, though. I don't want any kids. And, you know, everybody always, somebody always asks me the same thing. They always say, well, who's going to take care of you when you get old, right? I'm like, I don't know, the state? I don't God, I don't even know if I'm going to take care of my mom, you know? She keeps it up. So when I was, like, in my late 20s, I took one of those Ancestry.com things. You guys done that with the DNA thing? Kind of awesome. Kind of awesome. You find out, like, your heritage and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I found out, this is kind of cool, I found out I was 30% French, I am 20% Irish, and I am 50%, wow, my mom is a fucking liar. (laughs) Yeah, turns out my biological dad, not my dad. Wow, I know, I know, totally know how Jesus felt, you know. And, uh, no, but at least I can prove my dad exists. But anyway, so... Hey, don't be judgy, okay? I got a lot of judgy friends in my 20s. In fact, this one friend of mine, she was ter- this, She thought I was so gross because I uh, didn't put those paper toilet seat cover things down in the toilet when I use public restrooms, right? She's like, that's disgusting, right? Okay, same girl. If I take her out to a club, she will meet a guy. Half hour later, she'll blow him in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, oh no, you guys can clap. Always, guys always clap for that. Oh, yeah. In fact, she's caught that three times. Mm-hmm. Actually nicknamed her applause. So it's like a fun thing. I, uh, no, I don't know exactly what she does. I think she must put it around the base of the penis, maybe, you know, which I'm not exactly sure how that protects her, maybe from pubes. I'm not sure. Right? It's not, doesn't make, I like you're like, yeah, that sounds right, actually. It's not a bad idea, just kind of shore it up right there, you know what I mean? <laughs> to worry about the balls swinging in your face or anything, it's kind of, oh, we're on the radio, aren't we? Oh, well, anyway, so, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I, um, yeah, so when I was like in my early 30s, uh, a couple friends came to me, and they were like, uh, hey, Erie, uh, you know, oh, by the way, they're strippers, so, or Sorry, <laughs> they're exotic dancers. <laughs> so that's not air quotes, those are their legs. That's kind of like what they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're dancing and stuff. And um, so they came to me, and they're like, hey, Yuri, you ever thought about stripping, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm sure. You know, what, what would my stage name be? Okay, theirs were uh, Mercedes and Lexus. So I was thinking of this, you guys tell me what you think. And now, coming to the main stage, it's Prius! Right? Right? Because, like, I care about my carbon footprint, okay? And I will give you a sexy lap dance, all right? But you better fucking recycle. Okay? All right. No, I actually, I, I don't think I could do it, though. You know, I don't think I could do it because I don't like it when guys stare at me and, like, make comments you know, and like seriously, you guys, it's gotten to the point, I won't even masturbate in public now. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't do it, I won't do it. I'm like, hey, why are you watching me watch the puppet show, okay? What the hell? Um, excuse me, my eyes are up here, okay? <laughs> so, I don't know. I, uh, I'm older now. I'm older and gotten a little fat, 
my old age, you know what I mean? And uh, I took a yoga class recently. You guys did yoga? Who does yoga here? Anybody do yoga? Yeah, yoga? Uh, yoga's hard. Did you know about that? Um, yoga kind of hard, and um, it turns out, just so you guys know, um, it is inappropriate to, in the middle of the yoga class, yell out, yeah, well, fuck your plank. <laughs> that is apparently not okay, and uh, yeah, it fucks up the namaste. So they made me leave, and I actually... Um, they kept my mat, which was really mean. And I don't know. I'm trying to be cooler, too, though. I'm trying to not use gender terms like you were, you know what I mean? Which is, I think is awesome, you know? Um, like, for instance, the other day I was, uh, I was describing to this guy um, that I really liked uh, reverse cow person, you know? It's my favorite. <laughs> and yeah, no, I like it because you can watch TV, too, you know, while you're doing it. And which is great, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't want to miss my show. <laughs> but you're doing good. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. No, but, you know, I, um, I recently did something kind of, I'm a little bit embarrassed about. Anybody, has anybody slept with a comic before? Has anyone done this? <laughs> slept with a comic? Yeah? Yeah? All right, tell me all about it. Um, no, I slept with a comic, and... Um, I'll just kind of give you guys a short version of the story. I, uh, so let's just say, I didn't mean to sleep with him. You know what I mean? Like, like he wasn't booked on my showcase. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was more like I had an open mic and like he's the only one that signed up. You know, it's kind of like that. And uh, yeah, it was going really good. It was going really good. We went back to my place and um, you know, it was going great. And then <laughs> right before he whips it out, right? This is what he said. He goes, and now a little bit about a little bit more about me. <laughs> right? And I was like, okay, it is just a little bit, dude. Don't get excited, okay? <laughs> it's not. And it was all about him. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? And so like, you guys need to understand something. Um, I gave him all the time he needed, like all the time he needed, you know what I mean? And he finished his whole set in three minutes. Yeah, yeah, I, like I didn't even have time to give him the light, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was bad. And I even asked him, I said to him, I was like, uh, uh, is, is that what you're gonna finish with, you know? And he knew he bombed, you know, he, he knew it. And uh, so he jumps up, right, and he goes, uh, well, I guess I'll just leave you with this. And then he just, like, <laughs> pulled off the condom, you know, just walked out. So it's a little cautionary tale. Just want to let you know. I'm sure not everybody's like that. But this guy, his name, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. I, um... <laughs> so, I, I actually, you know, I, 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 I wanted to leave you guys with something really important to me. Um, I feel like you guys kind of have taken a little journey through my life, you know, and I want to leave you guys with my favorite inspirational quote, you know, and this is a quote that I actually, 
I got it uh, off a poster in my second grade class. And it's a, it's a little cartoon kitty, and it's hanging off a little cartoon branch, you know? And underneath it says, hang in there, kitty, anonymous. He wrote a bunch of stuff, but so, you know, and, and I want you guys to know something. You know what I mean? Like, I say this to myself all the time. Just, you know, keep going. Hang in there, kitty. But if I see one of you guys out there, especially my comedian friends, you know what I mean? And it looks like you're struggling a little bit. And you look across the room and you see me. And I do this. <laughs> Even half struggling, just. That means you guys, you hang in there, kitty, okay? All of you. I'm Erie Diamond. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to all our comedians. Yay! Yay, birthday time. Um, I'll just leave you guys with one joke because I haven't done a dick joke yet and I just would feel remiss. I would feel remiss if I didn't, you know, do a dick joke too for you. So, um, we've been talking a lot tonight about uh, dick sucking and uh, stuff like that. That's great. Uh, you know, the, I don't know if this is familiar to uh, the other ladies in the room, but since 2002, suddenly like balls are in my mouth all the time. And I know it's like 15 years ago. I don't know when like the balls came on the menu, but there they are. And it's like, can we deal with my issues? I'm hungry. You know, so if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> so, s'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick. Uh, I, am, I am looking for the right guy, uh, and he needs to be... And so you guys, you get the last joke of the night. Oh, yay! Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking for the right guy. He needs to be uncircumcised because I, I really, I have a fantasy where I, I want to pull up a dick and I want to pull the foreskin up over the dick and I want to put whiskey in the foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> Can I finally get what I want? It's, it's twofold, really. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, uh, boys are gross and I'm just trying to clean it all that schmegma. You see, you just gotta get rid of it and then you drink the alcohol. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight at Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Happy birthday, everybody. Yay, good night, yay. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. October 6th, come join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse for Johan Miranda, headlining... 
50 minutes. Opening sets by Amy Bebo, Clay Newman, and Pam Benjamin. Don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10. Friday, October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents 3rd Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents 3rd Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10, and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days all streaming live all podcast posts all Mutiny Radio all the time the third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018 apply now If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great 
daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! equipment off of here and put it over there. We're going to set up a, a headquarters over here and we're going to bring that over this way. I need a couple of boxes uh, I did. Well, uh, the building turned upside down and and then uh, after a while it just kind of went kablooey, you know. Oh, yeah, just, I if I didn't know better, I'd say it was a, you know, cheap and tawdry seasoned cliffhanger or something, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know for that. sure. But look at this. I, I, no one could have survived this. Over here. This is total destruction. Hey, hey, do you hear that? What? what? Hey, Bob, come here. Do you hear that? Something's moving. Something's moving in the rubble. Something is working its way out of the rubble, and there it is. It's a cowlet from episode five. Oh, wait, I know this cowlet. It's bossy. What's that, bossy? You say there are survivors inside? Can you lead us to them, girl? You can. Boys, bring some picks and shovels over here. We have survivors. Okay, Bossy, show us where they are. Show us where they are, Bossy. Come on, girl. Good girl. Pull me out. Pull me out. This way, sir. This way. Oh, come on. Oh, boy. 
That was a doozy. Who are you, sir? I'm Arnie's conspired resident genius. And I had nothing to do with the building turning upside down or exploding. I swear I didn't. I wasn't even here. You weren't even here? Well, not in the strictest sense. I was in another dimension. Yeah. And then after the building exploded, I came back to this dimension. That's my story, and I'm going to get over here. Chief, I think we found another survivor here. Oh, where am I? What day is this? What time is this? Why do I not have a martini in my hand? Who are you, sir? I'm Brad Martinworth. The marketing director and head sales executive of this podcast. Are you all right, sir? You brave, heroic rescuers. Ask me if I'm all right after you have risked your lives to save me from certain death. Just doing our job, sir. Is there anything we can get you? Yes. What? A lawyer. I want the book rights to this rescue and the movie rights. And I want everybody's signature on this contract right here. I can demand total rights to this particular situation. I'm calm. I am calm. I'll just sit down right to do our job here. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Here, sign this. I see you're doing okay. All right, let's get him out of there. Come on, come on, fella. Come on, you can do it. Up we go. There seems to be an explosion, sir. Uh, uh, sir, who are you? And all of my experiments are done in completely controlled environments. I never have an explosion. Rarely have an explosion. Always. What's that lie detector doing back here? It's from the very first podcast. Sir, you better come over here and sit down with these other men. No time. I have a Mr. Wizard episode coming up in just a few minutes. And sign here. Okay. And sign here. Okay. And sign here. Okay. And here. Okay. Gentlemen. Were there any other people in this building? We've got to know whether to keep looking for survivors. So these are all the people you found so far? So far. Well, uh, let's see. There's Arnie and Mr. Wizard. Uh, I believe that's about all that was in the uh, <coughs> Brad Motworth podcast. This isn't a Brad Arnie. podcast. This is a Bill Hill Bradbury podcast. Arnie, Arnie, this is my big opportunity. Mr. Bell. No. Mr. Bell is missing. Over here, Chief. I think we may have found him. Oh, oh wow. Well, well, that was really... Oh, something. Right, I, I I, don't know. I, I, oh. Take it easy, sir. Take it easy. Is there anything that you'd like to say? Think clearly now. Yes, yes, yes. There's, there's something I've got to say. Go right ahead, sir. Say it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm your genial and slightly wounded host, John Bell. Okay, sir. Just relax. Um, just relax. I, have you gotten everybody out yet? I don't know, sir. We're depending on you and your friends for that. Can you get together and tell us if there's anybody missing? Oh, okay. Uh, Brad, yeah. Arnie. Uh, yeah. Uh, you saw Mr. Wizard, right? Yeah, he, he, he was there. He was here. Uh, is there anybody else? Hmm. Um, Aunt Harriet? Anybody else? Well, oh, there's see, always... Uh, uh, Miss Hackleheimer! Miss Hackle, what a who's it? Come on, guys. We gotta dig oh, her out. Come on, right here. Get that plank over there. Here, grab a shovel. The reception area was somewhere in the area. Oh, my. What, what, what? Oh, my. What, 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 what? I found the intercom box. Oh. I would always talk to her on this intercom box. And now, she's gone. I can only think of one thing to do that would be appropriate. And that is to tell everybody it's time for Mr. Wizard. <laughs>
Good morning, everybody. Good, Good morning, morning, Mr. Wizard. This is the day of the annual holiday Mr. Wizard cookout, where I invite everybody who works on my show, along with their families, to a party in the great outdoors. Some fun, huh? I have everything from sack races to live pony rides. Ah, there's little Billy, frolicking among the trees, innocently playing a game of tag with his loyal little dog, Fido. <laughs> Say, Billy, stop chasing that stupid mutt for a second and come give me a hand over here, will you? Okay. Even on festive occasions, there are things we can learn. Uh-huh. For instance, how to start a charcoal fire. Okay. You'll notice I'm dowsing the coals in this pit with kerosene. Wow. Here's a match, Billy. Which pit do you want to light? Oh, I'm going to light the other pit, Mr. Wizard. Kerosene's too dangerous. <laughs> Bright lad. <laughs> Billy is now lighting the other coals. <laughs> the ones I earlier soaked in gasoline. Now, first aid Whoa. for burns includes Ooh. a quick oh, application God. of oh, butter. Ow, uh, ow. Billy, Ooh. have that ugly ah. woman over there pass the butter. That's my mom. Well, I can see where you get your good looks, Billy. Oh, now, that? we take the butter and apply it to the burned areas on the face. Ow! 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 You're right, Billy. The butter should be applied with a ball of cotton, ah. not a ball of steel wool. Ow. Very good. Ah, here comes Guido with the meat. Ooh. It'll only take a moment to cook, so gather everybody together, Billy. Okay, come on, everybody. When Here, choosing Fido. the meat, folks, always make sure that it's fresh. Fido? The fresher the meat, the better. Fido? Ah, it's all cooked now. I can't find Fido, Mr. Let's Wizard. Let's eat, Billy. Hey, Mr. Wizard, you didn't. Didn't what, Billy? I can't believe you'd... Fido, there you Billy, are. you weren't suggesting that I... I'm sorry, Mr. Wizard, I lost my that, head that, That's something. okay, Billy. I'm Forgive sorry. and forget. Oh, that's thanks. my motto. Yeah. Let's enjoy our meal and have some fun. Great, I want to go on the pony ride. Pony ride? We don't have a pony ride, Billy. Sure we do, Mr. Wizard. That's all the time for today, folks. It was right over... Uh-oh. This is Mr. Wizard saying... I don't feel so good. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, uh... Where were we before Mr. Wizard? Uh, talking about Miss Schmackelheimer. And her achieving room temperature. Oh, yes. Miss Schmackelheimer is gone. And all I have to remember her by is this intercom box. Oh, if only... Uh, hello? Mr. Bell, <gasps> this is Miss Schmackelheimer. Miss Schmackelheimer. Miss Schmackelheimer, are you all right? I'm Miss Schmackelheimer, how did you survive? Where are you? I don't know. I could crawl over to a window and put my hand out and wave. Maybe you can see me. Well, do that. We have rescuers here looking for us. Mr. Bell? Yes? Am I getting paid overtime for this? Overtime? Miss Schmackelheimer, you've only been in the building uh, about half an hour. No, no, no. I've been stuck in this building since May. If you check the episode, guys, well, uh, you'll find out where I was. Um, yeah, you see, but in 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 our in our reality, see, it's only been about half half an hour. See, because... reality, reality. I've been here since the middle of May. I demand overtime. I've uh, we... been sitting here waiting for someone to rescue we... me, I... and I haven't been paid. I haven't even been paid for me. Let's get with it. I can't subsist on air alone. Did you know that subsist is the word of the day? I had that feeling. All right, when the rescuers come, they'll find you and your calendar, all right? Yay, someone's coming to rescue me. Are they bringing food? I'm awful hungry. I've been here since the end of May, you... and no one's... I take it, Mr. Bell, that Miss Schmackelheimer is all right. Yes, she's in fine form, I would have to say. Yes, certainly, because we found good old Miss Schmackelheimer. Yep. 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 Don't know what we do without her. Nope. No idea. Nope. Don't know what we do. Are there any other 
Miss uh, Miss Schmackelheimer, we'll discuss all this when we get you out safely. All right. Okay, I think everybody's been accounted for. Wait a minute, there's some movement over there in that rubble. Huh? There's still somebody over there. Oh, Come on, oh, help me pull him out. Oh, 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 oh. Whoever you are, shine this. Brad Shabzak. Who are you, sir? I'm not sure I recognize you. Hi, everybody. I'm Siloquy with news on the views and movie review. Siloquy. I'm a regular on this podcast. I'm one of the big stars. Um, wait a minute, sir. Let me let me check my records here. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Um. You haven't been on the show since episode nine. Episode nine? Well, that, that, that's impossible. I'm I, I, one of the big stars. I. Okay, so you wrote me out of the show, huh? You wrote me out of the show. You squeezed me out. Well, that's why Silo Liquid's gonna get his revenge. You won't get away with this. I'm going back into this rubble, and I'm coming back when you least expect it. <laughs> well, that was kind of strange. Uh, you guys think that was foreshadowing or just a. Cheap, tawdry way to entice listeners to keep listening, obviously. I really don't understand why shows use such cheap tricks to keep listeners hanging on, like like, like having a main character die or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's really, cheap uh, and tawdry. Cheap and, cheap cheap and tawdry and, 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 yeah. and everything, yeah. So, uh, anybody seen Aunt Harriet? No, maybe we'd better go look for her to make sure she's okay. Perhaps she has come to a sad end. What say we dig over here? That would be probably a good idea. Oh, no! Aunt Harriet. Aunt Harriet, speak to me. Speak to me. She's gone, Mr. Bell. She'll be getting into real estate. Six feet worth. I don't believe it. Aunt Harriet is gone. Gone. And this, the saddest day of my life, I can only think of what Aunt Harriet kept telling me over and over again. I can, I can hear it as if she were here right now. John, my dear, wonderful nephew, you always know what's best. Please, make the podcast the best it can be and spare no expense. And should anything ever happen to me, use what's in my estate, please. It's all yours. It's all yours. It's all yours. That's it, then. The legacy has been handed down to me. It's up to me, guys. We're going to make the podcast bigger, better, funnier. As God is my witness, we'll never go silly for silly's sake again. Because you know what? Tomorrow is another day. Well, gee, wasn't yesterday another day? Um, the day before that was another day. Guys, you have to tomorrow be another day. Next Thursday was another uh, day. Uh, mm-hmm. May 2nd, 1952 was just another look, day. Look, guys. 164 other days a year. How come these days are different than other yeah, days? Guys, regular days. Guys, I don't guys, understand. Look, we've had a tough day. Let's just go to the ice cream shop and I'll treat, okay? Woo! This is certainly not just another day. Yeah, it's pretty nice, dude. Come on, Brad. I like these kind of other days. This will be really nice. Mrs. Finkelmeister.
every two minutes, an American is sexually assaulted. Take action today. Join Rain in the fight against sexual violence and volunteer in your local community. Visit rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G today to find out how you can make a difference. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. guilty in the eyes of the Lord, wouldn't you agree? After all, ours is a vengeful and wrathful God. I also couldn't help but notice that your shouted message contains a significant lexical error. Oh? Yes. In fact, I believe I just heard you encouraging all of us to repaint. Well, that's my advice. But are you 100% sure that that's what you intended to say? Of course it is. I'm a professional. I choose my words very carefully. And yet, I can't help wondering if the word you wanted was repaint. Oh, I see. I see now what the confusion is, and I apologize. No, trust me. I fully intended to say repaint. You did? How strange. Not at all. You see, I have a sponsor now. Repaint your homes with Hoxman's exterior latex. The only paint with the patented weather-like seal. Repaint before it's too late. Hey, just because the end is night doesn't mean a girl can't make a buck, does it? You're watching the Psychad Network. Tonight at 6, don't miss Leave It to Jenny, starring Jenny Smith as Jenny. Wally's trying to touch my beaver. <laughs> then at 6.30, it's time to play Press Your Richard. All right, come on, come on. Big money, big money. No Richards, big money. Damn it! No. Fuck this, I'm gonna kill all these white people. <laughs> Followed immediately by the premiere of Sponge Greg Tight Pants. Who lives with his mother, sleeps in a bunk bed. Sponge Greg Tight Pants! <laughs> Then at 7.30, stay tuned for a very special episode of My So-Called Bob. Get away from me. You don't know what it's like to be a pregnant teenage boy. <laughs> I have feelings. Teenage feelings. Then at 8.30, laugh it up with That's So Marcus. What? I, 